What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Awaken Space podcast. Yeah. <laughs> here we are, once again. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate you being here, and I don't know why I did the intro that way, but it's completely okay. Um, this episode is going to be a lot of fun, and we're actually going to dive into um, everything regarding money, finances, financial literacy, um, all that stuff, investing as well, and uh, yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun, so I'm excited to jump into it. Um, to begin, the reason why I want to get into this so much is because, to be completely honest with you, I'm super passionate about it, and my passion for it struck late last year. Um, my life was changing a lot. I was going through a lot of um, transitions and everything. Um, and I just realized that there was so much about money that I didn't know that I knew if I didn't learn, I'd be at a serious deficit throughout, you know, basically through the rest of my life. And I really did not want that. And so I literally, um, I, <laughs> I, I basically commanded myself to learn everything necessary about money, about finances, financial literacy, investing. And of course, you know, I'm still learning. It's not just something that like, you know, it just, it just comes like that. It does like you, you're, you're always a student of this kind of stuff, but, um, I remember back in August, I believe it was actually August 24th of last year, I made a voice memo on my iPhone, and I basically commanded it. I was like, I've spent the last 30 years of my life being financially illiterate and, you know, um, basically kind of like living for the moment, not, you know, saving my money. You know, I would, I would buy something as soon as I got money, and... Um, yeah, I just wanted to change my position, and I did exactly that. I read, <laughs> I read like, I think there were like five, five or six books. Um, Tony Robbins' Money Master of the Game was first and foremost. Then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Then I read Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, which is very fascinating. It's basically an extension from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it talks about the different classes of, like, basically, like, income and everything. And um, after that, I read um, John Bogle's The Little Book of Common Sense Investing. I can't believe I almost forgot that one. And then after that, I, wrote, I, I read um, Ramit Sethi's uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And, um, you know, there, there are other ones too. Um, security analysis is a huge one. When I say huge, I mean both physically and, or both metaphorically and literally. Metaphorically, um, it's very important in the field of investing. And, um, it's also like a really massive book. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Tony Robbins' Money Master of the Game is also a very massive book. But basically last year I was inspired to learn everything I needed to know um, about money, about financial literacy, about investing, about all that stuff. And I just went crazy. I read, 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 learned everything, 
um, basically, you know, took things to the next level for myself because I really wanted to solidify a foundation for myself of that because I will get at, I, I will get into why that was important for me later on. Um, but I just want to start off by saying that, you know, I, I reflect, it's not even, it's not even August yet. And I basically, I was like, I want to revisit this, the recording that I did revisit this when August comes back around this year. And I'm already in like a ridiculously better place financially. So I'm super pumped on that. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I kind of wanted to share my journey and what it was that I learned and everything um, because this podcast, not that it's about finances or anything, but it's about personal growth. And I think that it's important, an aspect of personal growth is, you know, the, the, the massive financial universe because there's so much to be learned. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to bring it to your attention, some things that I've learned throughout that. Um, because it's just, it's important to know it. It's important to know it if you want to be someone who is, you know, um, financially literate. Financial literacy is so unbelievably important. I can't even stress it enough. Um, you know, money is one of the most important things out there that like when it comes to not only talking about it, but dealing with it and like knowing what to do with it, um, and before I jump into this, I just want to say that the education system is not equipped to provide us what we need to be able to create a serious and sustainable long-term financial foundation. Um, simply put, the reason being is because it's not designed for that. Like, sure, like you can learn about like you know accounting and stuff. I mean that only takes you so far though. Like they're like and I, I'm I'm honestly I'm pretty sure that the reason that you know things like um you know money, financial financial literacy and investing are not taught is because if more people learned about it, they actually wouldn't take the route that is going to college, getting a degree and, you know, looking for a job and stuff. Um but yeah, I just, I, I really want to make note of the fact that um, there are some very serious and crucial things that that um, education and college in general uh, does not teach us about money, you know. And it's not just, you know, the uh, the argument that um, I don't even know how to do my taxes. That's That's literally like, that's the dust on the icing of the cake. <laughs> if there is any dust on it, which um none of us want to eat, of course. But um no, like like that joke, like you know, it's not just that college and the education system leaves us ill equipped for life. It goes way beyond that. To the extent that it impacts us negatively financially is actually completely fucking terrifying. Um, so what college and the education system teaches us is it basically teaches us to be workers, right? It, um, I mean, like there have actual, there, there's been like, there's been like research and everything like 
about how like the classroom and like you know the way that everything is presented to us the bell and stuff um it prepared us for you know being factory workers being uh line workers and everything right um forget about entrepreneurship <laughs> that's not even in this universe um but what's so fascinating is that college teaches us to work for a paycheck, right? It teaches us to, you know, um, like we, we go to school, we sit in the classroom and everything. Um, we maybe absorb the material, <laughs> maybe, if we're not absolutely drained and tired and exhausted from all the other bullshit in our lives. Um it uh it basically teaches us to you know get a degree, get a job, you know, do do the 9 to 5 and everything, all that stuff. And what's just so fascinating is that one of the most important things that I learned in um it was either the first Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki or Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant. Um one of the most important things that I learned in that, in in both of those books, was that a job. Now I understand that a prob, a lot of people are probably not going to agree with this, and you can you can disagree all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that like. I don't want to call it true. I want to call it potentially true. It's something that I think is true. Um, and it all depends, it all depends on how you approach it. So really like the truth comes from how you approach it. But, um, I'm just going to say it right off the bat in the book. It says a job is a short term solution to a long term problem. And what this means exactly is that when you get used to working for a paycheck, right? Um, you continue to take that route and you just keep working for a paycheck and, you know, maybe you, uh, you buy a house, you know, you get a mortgage and everything. Um, you know, you, you have a family and stuff. You're, you're buying a bunch of stuff like this and that. You're just throwing yourself into debt. <laughs> you're just, you're just completely throwing yourself into debt, especially when you're living beyond your means and putting everything on credit cards. Um, but it's not only that, it's a matter of, Let's say it again. A job is a short-term solution to a long-term problem. That long-term problem is being able to... Uh, uh, the, let me try it one more time. <laughs> that problem, that long-term problem, is being able to financially sustain yourself over the long-term. And the only way that you're going to be able to truly financially sustain yourself over the long-term is if you learn exactly what it is to do with your money. And this is also the interesting thing, too, because I grew up hearing people say all the fucking time, literally, if I only won the lottery, if I could just have a million dollars, it's like, that's actually not going to change your life. Like, if you were to actually inherit a million dollars for some reason, like, whether it was from, you know, like, the passing of a loved one or, um, you know, like you won the lottery, like, whatever it was, that's not going to change your life. Because if what you've done with money is what you continue to do with that money, and that is just to spend it on dumb shit that you don't need, you know, um, 
you know, a house, a car, whatever it is, a lot of the stuff you actually don't need. A lot of the stuff people are buying, they just simply do not need. Um, it's all about your spending habits. Knowing what to do with that money is what will change your life. Not having that money, knowing what to do with that money is what will change your life. So you could get a million dollars, right? And you'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to buy a house. It's like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> no, for starters. I mean, of course, you know, depending on, or, you know, like, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to buy, buy a vacation. It's like, let's look at the long term, right? I'm going to say this real quick before I proceed. Because a lot of people get really angry at the, you know, the, the rich, the wealthy and everything. Um, and they usually get angry because they feel, I mean, you know, there, there are some instances where the, the rich and the wealthy, um, have like, you know, like tax breaks and all that tax cuts and stuff. I, I, I get that. But for a majority of the time, what's actually going on is they're paying less in taxes. And the reason that they're paying less in taxes is because they don't work for their money. What's actually happening is that they're making their money work for them. You see, something that's important to understand is that when you are an actual entity working for a paycheck, you're going to get taxed significantly more than somebody who doesn't work for a paycheck. You're either working for a paycheck or you're making your money work for you. That's how it works. You're either working for a paycheck or you're making your money work for you. And the percentage of, you know, um, of money that gets taken out of a paycheck over the course of your, of your lifetime is actually astounding. I don't know the exact percentage, but it's, it's, it's too much, and that scares the shit out of me. Um, so, you know, this is, it goes back to the issue of, you know, going to college and stuff, working a 9-to-5, and just kind of, like, getting cemented into that lifestyle. Um... I believe that it's not the right thing to do because I personally, I mean, I don't want to project my own beliefs onto people. I don't believe in that. But what I do believe in is getting people to understand that, like, what a lot of people think is that they just need to make more and more and more and more and more and more money. That's what they think. What they really need to do is they need to look at what it is that they're doing with that money. And... Like, there's the instance of paying yourself first, right? I'm a huge believer in that. What is paying yourself first? It means investing in yourself, whether that's, um, you know, something to help better yourself, whether that's, um, you know, uh, stocks or real estate, you know, um, basically looking at your asset column, right? And, you know, there's there's a difference. There, there, there are two columns. One of them's an asset and one of them's a liability. Assets put money into your pocket. Liabilities take money out of your pocket. Um, many people have their homes confused as assets when really they're liabilities. And they will always be liabilities because there's always something that their home is going to be taking money out of their pocket for. But then again, if you buy a home and you rent it out, it's basically sustaining itself. So it's not really taking money out of your pocket. You know, you, uh, you're renting it out to tenants and they're taking care of that for you. And over the long term, it builds up and then after a while, it's making money for you. This is exactly what I mean by learning how to make your money work for you. Um, 
yeah, by now I'm sure that you can probably, you know, your, your jaw's probably dropping and you're like, wow, the education system has really screwed us. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be nice about this. It fucking has. It's really misled a lot of people. It's guaranteed students positions that it can't give them because it just simply doesn't work that way. There's nothing outside of you that can guarantee something for yourself more than you can guarantee it for yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, like, it's it's all about who you know, like, this and that. Like, I understand there are some, you know, scenarios and everything, but at the same time, like, when you take that all on yourself, when you become self-aware and you understand what it is that you want, what it is that you need to do, all that stuff changes. Um, but, like, I understand, you know, like, people more so look at luck, right? And they refer to it in a standpoint of, like, you know, it's just a matter of luck. You're just going to get lucky. You're either going to get lucky or you're not going to get lucky. If you get lucky, awesome. If you don't, you're fucked. And it's like, no, it's really not like that. You know, um, people are really good at playing the victim card. And, you know, um, I, I, I can't do what I want because this is what happened to me. Um, I mean, that's an entirely different matter. But just to, like, you know, put that in the mix, I think it's important. Um, but, yeah college actually sets us up for I don't even know how to say it 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 uh, it ill prepares us for life because pretty much nothing that you learn in college I mean there, there's such a small percentage of shit in college in the education system that you learn that will ever be applicable in life um you know, I, I even remember, like, like people say, well, like, well, math is important, like, this and that. I understand, like, basic foundational stuff, but even, like, a lot of that stuff, for starters, I don't really think that it's 100% necessary, and two, we have fucking smartphones that can do whatever it is that we need them to. And I don't believe that that leaves us at a deficit, nor do I think it's important to really foundationally know this stuff at the end of the day, considering we have these things. Um... They've basically become extensions of us. That's just the way that it works. Um, you can cry about it all you want, but it's not going to do anything for you. You just have to continue moving forward. Um, but yeah, basically college teaches us to work for a paycheck. This is not sustainable long term because one, you will never be able to outwork money ever. Ever, 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 ever. You will never be able to outwork money. So therefore, instead of, you know, going to your 9 to 5, spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a week working your fucking ass off at a job that you probably hate, it's more important to take that time back and learn how to make your money work for you. And of course, this entails knowing what it is to do with your money rather than just spending it on stuff that really gives you no ROI. For those that don't know, ROI is return on investment. And, like, this is why it's been so interesting, the whole, like, investing world and, like, crypto now. Like, like we're looking at crypto um, and just, like, how that all works, how it can benefit you and stuff. It's so important to look into this stuff and get a better understanding of what it means and how it can help you in the long run, because that's actually sustainable. Um, 
this is what I'm talking about, about making your money work for you. You will literally never be able to outwork your money. It's just not possible. When the time comes that maybe you're older and you feel tired and you feel like you want to retire, yeah, your money can still work for you. And it can compound and it can grow and it can be, it can become more and it can become amazing. And um, school doesn't teach you that. It teaches you to get a degree and go to a 9 to 5 and all that stuff. And like I was saying before, a job, <laughs> J-O-B, just over broke, had to throw that in there, is a short-term solution to a long-term financial problem. And if in the short term you don't do what's important to do with that money, you will find yourself at a, um, a financial deficit, basically. If you don't take that money and put it into places where matter, you know, places that matter, rather than just buying, you know, um, like I, <laughs> the other thing that blows my fucking mind is that like I see people all the time buying houses that don't need them, you know, like there and the argument is, well, I'm starting a family. It's like wonderful. You can start a family in a two bedroom apartment. And you can use the rest of the money that you're making instead of on a um, a mortgage, you know, which, of course, uh, everything on that house in the long term is probably not giving you the ROI that you think it is. Um, and you don't need all the space that you think you do. You can humble your lifestyle down and, you know, get rid of two or three rooms and move yourself into an apartment and, you know have you by yourself in the apartment or like you and your wife and your kids in the apartment. Like it's just, there, there are so many solutions and people think that they need all this stuff that they don't. And they end up wasting a lot of money in the long term. Um, honestly, the approach that I would take in terms of like housing and everything and investing is of course, save up enough money. If you need to take out a loan, I'm going to say right now real quick before I proceed because this is very, 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 very important. Not all debt is bad. There's good debt and there's bad debt. <laughs> bad debt is what most people are doing when they take out student loans and they end up having remarkable amounts of student debt. That's bad debt. Um, good debt, well, the other bad debt is also uh, credit cards and all that stuff. Good debt is when you take out a loan to invest in real estate. And so, like, if you don't have the money up front to do it, um, take out a loan and get a either one-family house, two-family house, or even just apartment complex altogether, and then rent. I know you want me so badly to say, no, just, just I, I, I can buy, I know I can. Don't, don't. You do not, you, you most likely, you know, like even if you have like two, three kids, whatever it is, you most likely do not need a house. And I think that it's a lot of, it's, it can be very challenging for um, a lot of people to grasp this, but you really don't need a house. And you'd actually put yourself in a much better position if you rent, because there's a lot of things that you don't need to take care of. And 
if you invest in real estate and you basically have that income coming back for you to sustain your living and then can help you save more money and invest, which compounds over time even more. Like that's the, that's an incredible route to take. You know, it's, it's funny because I understand we live in such a, such a beautiful, but also odd era because, you know, the, the, the argument is, oh, well, it was so much easier for our parents and stuff. Like you can come up with it with it, with whatever excuse you want to. It doesn't mean that you need to do the things that your parents did, like, you know, buying a house and stuff like rent. Go to an area where it's not that expensive or find someone's couch to sleep on or, you know, just like like there are other alternatives. There are other options and kind of like pushing yourself down this one way street of I need to buy a house like you don't need to buy a house. You really don't. And. You know, you might think it's a matter of, well, if I rent, I'm just going to waste money over time. Well, that's only if you rent all the while not investing that money back into something that could actually bring you money, right? So if you rent and that's all you're doing and you're working your job, like, yeah, that's that's probably going to suck in the long run. Instead, you know, if you have some money, invest in real estate if you don't take out a loan and pay it back over time, the ROI will probably be positive. Um, but like, you know, I know so many people that have bought houses, you know, and of course the bank owns it. No, it is not an asset. Yes, it is a liability. You might think that it's your greatest investment. Yeah, you're investing in the long term, but I look more at the money that it's taking out of your pocket rather than the money that could be potentially being put back in your pocket because that is what's actually sustainable over the long term. When years down the line, you look back at everything, you reflect and you're like, wow, we are losing a lot of money. That's not fun. That's a fucking shitty rain day right there. And what you need to do is realize that you don't need the stuff you, one, think you do, and two, were taught you do. You just don't. You can live a lot more humbly and ultimately in the end run end up or in the uh, in the long run end up in a much better situation because you made choices that were much more sustainable over the long term. Um, and that's really what it comes down to, you know. So like, yeah, college teaches us to be these, you know, <laughs> machines that work for a paycheck. And I mean, like, let's be honest, let's be real. You know, it's already happening. AI is taking over. We need to move on. We need to do things that are more sustainable. Start a fucking side hustle. You know, find something that you're interested in. Start a fucking YouTube channel. Whatever that side hustle is, um, document around that side hustle with the YouTube channel and just, like, make it into something. You can. Like, start with your phone. Like, I mean, that's a completely different avenue but like I just I really believe in this stuff um and again I'm not trying to project my you know my thoughts and beliefs onto you I just think that like it's not even a matter of what I think it's a matter of what I know and what I've learned and once you know and learn the or once you learn and know these things it just changes the way that you look at everything and it's just it's just fucking amazing so um just learn to you know learn to see the bigger picture and you know be able to you know, 
move more more thoroughly through everything like that's that's really how this works um yeah i mean you know when it when it comes down to it what we really need is to be financially resilient and um our current way of living for many people is not even remotely close to being financially uh, financially resilient why because what ends up happening is we become so reliant on a paycheck that when we're so reliant on it and you know maybe it's that one source of income that's sustaining us what if we lose that one source of income we're screwed right and so what we need to learn to do is basically create multiple streams of income for us you know whether that's our our job that we have uh what we do when we get back from you know get back home from that job our side hustle um or you know two or three side hustles as well as investing putting that money into uh you know stocks into crypto that will help it build over time um <laughs> for for instance i was actually on tiktok uh i think it was back in january and i came across a video where this guy was talking about dogecoin which now is exploding and um you know i i know that i i understand that when it comes to investing you don't own any of it until you sell it um but like there's a lot there and that's also because i bought it at such a low price i bought it when it was like 0. 0.008 i think it was and you know i i put 150 i think it was 170 in altogether and you know, I ended up having 20,000 20, Dogecoin. And so, that, yeah, if, if that goes up to a um, dollar, I'd have $20,000. And, of course, you know, you know so, so on and so forth. Um, but, yeah, just like there are these opportunities. And the thing that's so challenging for a lot of people is they're stuck inside of their comfort. You know, they, they work the nine to five, they come home, they're exhausted, they turn on Netflix and then they basically waste their life away doing things that are unimportant. Um, all the while they know what it is that they really want to do with their life. And they're scared to take the risk because they're comfortable working for a paycheck when over the long term, that's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to get them what it is that they want. And it's, you know, most definitely not going to take them to, you know, um, the freedom that they're looking for. It's interesting because what a lot of people really want is financial freedom, but they're settling for financial security. Financial security is like living paycheck to paycheck. Financial freedom is basically knowing exactly what it is to do with your money, doing that with your money, um, investing in, um, you know, uh, income generating assets and everything, uh, which brings money back into your pocket. So then therefore you're basically making money while you sleep. And then therefore, you know, after a while it sustains you and you don't have to worry about it and it's taking care of you. That's financial resilience. The, the opposite of financial resilience is relying on, you know, one stream of income to sustain you. Um, or even like the government altogether. Like when you do that, you're screwing yourself over in the long term and you need to do everything in your power to get away from that because I promise you it will not help you. Um, and this is why like last year learning about financial literacy and investing for me was so 
wildly important because I want to be completely financially independent, completely, like not like, and like, not like even to the extent of where like, if something falls out of place, I'm still good, you know, like, not like, like, Hey, I need to borrow this. I need to borrow that. Or like, you know, like this and that. Um, it's just important for me to be on that page. And it's funny too, because ever since I started learning about financial literacy and investing, I've been so passionate about it that like I've even been sharing what I've been learning with like my friends and family and stuff and getting them into investing and all that stuff. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. It's wonderful. It's so beautiful. Um, but yeah, you know, like it's just, it's important to understand how this whole system works. If if more people understood financial literacy, the reason I believe the reason why financial literacy is not taught in the education system is because it's kind of like it would be screwing itself over if it was taught in the education system. And it would be screwing itself over because less people would be going to college because they'd be like, oh, well, shit, the whole thing about this is learning to make my money work for me. And if I'm spending you know, whatever it is, 45, 50, however many hours it is a week working for money, I'm taking time out of my life to work for money when instead if I just took this little bit of time, understood it, learned it, um, invested the money that I already had, make it work for me, and then soon after a while I could step away. Like that's how this stuff works. That's literally how this stuff works. You know, you don't have to work a nine to five every day for the rest of your life if you really learn how to make money work for you. You know, this despite your your circumstances, I'm a huge believer in, you know, stepping outside of what it is that you're comfortable with. Um, if you're if you're thinking that you can't do it because of this or because of that, I think that it's important to I mean, I'm not I'm not at all judging you because I just don't think that that's fair because, you know, we all have many different types of lives, but I think that you should also micro-examine whatever it is that your lifestyle is and kind of, you know, just go from there. And I think that you'll find that you can do a lot more with your life and your time than you think you can. And the job that you hate working can be a transition into something more meaningful for you. Um, it's just, it's Im it's important to really get on board with that. Um, and, you know, for me, I think that one of the biggest challenges was kind of like deconstructing belief systems that really held me back from um, like being on the positive end of the spectrum when it comes to money. Like I grew up being taught about like belief systems where it's like, you know, money's hard to come by. It's scarce. Um, it doesn't grow on trees, you know, like this and that, like, you know, there's not a whole lot of it out there. Um, people aren't going to pay much for that, so you might as well not do it. You know, like, it's, it's like, it's like you might as well pick a different route because there's not a lot of money in that. Like, all these different belief systems, they shape you into the path that you take financially. And I really had to deconstruct mine because I know that over the long term, they were ultimately fucking me over. Um, if, if what you experience with money sucks... It's because your relationship with money sucks and because it's out of balance and because you probably hold similar belief systems to what it was that I was just referring to. And it's important to get away from that because if you don't, you know, like, like even also something that I used to do, it's as simple as this. Something that I used to do was um, 
like whenever someone tried to pay me for something, I would be like, no, 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 no. And like, like looking back at it now, like, like the way that I approach things now, I, I don't even fight it. I don't fight anything. I, I don't. I'm, I'm like, whenever someone tries to pay me, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. The way that you receive these experiences changes the way you receive them moving forward. And it's important to understand that because you can either be thinking in terms of financial scarcity or financial abundance. Both of those belief systems will bring you to completely different experiences in reality. And it's really important to get on board with that because that's just the way it works. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me it was important because I want to be, I, I, I don't just want to be financially secure. I want to be financially free. And I can envision myself being financially free. It just requires me taking those extra steps to really put myself in positions that allow for that. Um, and honestly, what a lot of people do want as well, they think that they want financial security, but I'm pretty sure, I believe that deep down, they want financial freedom. Um, because who who wouldn't want to... I mean, who who... How do I say this? Who actually wants to... Like, don't get me wrong. Creating that financial foundation for yourself initially is super important. But who wants to spend years after years after years after years worrying about making enough money? Like, who really wants that? And you need to get outside of that. And you need to realize that you don't need to live your life that way moving forward. You just need to understand how money works, that it's energy, that your thoughts about it are basically creating the experience of which you experience it. And that's just literally the way it works. That is literally the way it works. Um, and also, when one of the most important things, I need to end off with this because it's so fucking beautifully important. Um, when you learn the difference between an asset and a liability, it completely changes your approach to money. And that difference is that, like I was saying before, it is so fucking simple. The difference is that an asset puts money back into your pocket while a, li bleh, while, <laughs> while a liability takes money out of your pocket. A home, yes, it's an investment, but no, it's not an asset. It's a liability because it's taking money out of your pocket. An asset is a stock or crypto or real estate. Why? Because you're putting money into your pocket and, you know, well, I mean, you're putting money into the, the stock, the asset, and it's putting money back into your pocket because it's growing money for you over the long term. That's how this works. Um, so, yeah, the difference between an asset and a liability is that an asset puts money back into your pocket while a, li while a liability takes money out of your pocket. If you approach all of your expenses moving forward with this mindset of, un of um understanding whether it's an asset or a liability, you will drastically change the, like, moving forward, your, um, your approach with money and how you spend your money. Thank you all so much for stopping in to listen to this episode of the Awakens Space Podcast. Much love, light, and peace. Over and out. Namaste.